Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond, episode number 521 for February 3rd, 2018. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Bart Bouchats with Programming by Stealth, installment 49 of X. And I have to say, I had so much fun with the homework from 48. I had such a great time. Oh, good. Excellent. Um, yeah, no, it, it was very prescriptive in little small pieces, and maybe that's that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's something about the farm animals that I can I can grok the the concepts of like when we got into the species thing, you know, well, is a duck and a chicken the same species? Probably not. So I know what the answer should be if I point at duck and chicken. But when it's right. uh, more abstract ideas, it's a little harder for me to, you know, do the abstraction and then understand the programming. And of course, Dorothy did help me a, a fair amount. A lot of it I got on my own, but I got stuck on some pieces, the same things over and over again, trying to call instance functions the wrong way and such. But uh, she steers me gently back onto the right path. And I used her index a lot. Again, reminding everybody, we have the PBS index, which is linked to on uh, on Bart's site. on um, mm-hmm. At bartb.e forward slash PBS. Yeah. So uh, I had a lot of fun and I think I succeeded. There are parts I don't understand, but I replicated things and went, yep, that didn't break anything. It must be right. What is the answer correct? Does it does it does it tell you that that seems like a good idea? I would say count that as success then. I mean, there is no with programming, especially when the programming says, you know, make your program do X. Does your program do X? Yes, it does. Then it is correct. Is it the same as mine? Yeah. Does it, it matter? Nope. That doesn't bother me as much as I I did some stuff where I went. Yes, that achieved the objective, but I don't know why. <laughs> okay, well then you, we should, you as we walk you, through it, feel I can free ask. to stop me as we go. Um, so I guess step one of today. So this installment is entirely about knowledge consolidation. So and I'm going to do this for at least another episode after this as well. So there is literally zero new content. I like episode, it when you do that, Bart. Which gives you ample opportunity to stop me because it's all revision. So every question is perfectly placed to be asked like the, the you know the, you're not stopping me getting to cool stuff this is all about learning what we know or okay. what we we have done before good so stepping into we'll start with the challenge solution um it will be available in a zip file as usual uh two files an html file with my farm and a separate javascript file with the javascript to make it go um so i asked you a bunch of little questions for the challenge and so i guess we'll just do them one by one so part one was to add a dot species function to the animal class uh so a simple function named dot species and it should return whatever the species of the animal is uh, and so we learned last time that every instance so every object that's an instance of a class slash prototype because they're the same thing it contains a property that has been put there by javascript you didn't make it it's it's the language does this it's it's it, it, it is how javascript works and that property is constructor is what it's called and it's a reference to the function that built your thing so if you have a cow it's a reference to the cow constructor um and that constructor has a property called name that also got there entirely without your doing anything and in the case of the cow constructor the name will be cow so we did create and the constructor, though. We wrote the constructor, but we didn't give it a name. The name it got for free. We right, just said right. But you said the constructor animal. we didn't make, but we did make the constructor. We didn't give it a name. The dot name it came. Okay, up, but that we, came no, no. We, we 
we wrote the constructor, which was used to build the instances, so the specific cows, you know, Daisy and Bobo or whatever you're naming your cows. <laughs> but when you made Daisy, you said new cow. At no point did you say that Daisy should have a name. The name, so did you say Daisy should have a link back to its constructor, right? That dot constructor property, that wasn't put there by you. The dot constructor property was put there by the language. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Right. So Daisy has one and Bobo has one and... My my, more of my animals don't have names. No, but I'm, well, okay. I'm trying to personalize them, right? So okay. it's, it's not a property of cow in general. It's each individual cow has a reference to whatever constructed it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I'm giving. I got you. I got you. Okay. Um, we could have actually put a name. We could have. We could have given our cows names. That could have been interesting. Then they could have said, "Moo, my name is Daisy." Um, but anyway. <laughs> Lots of could-haves. So in actual fact, this entire function boils down to return this.constructor.name. Yep. So it's a, it's a one-line function. I did that one all by myself. <laughs> so to test this one-line function, the easiest thing to do is to open up the farm HTML page and then in your favorite browser, enable the developer tools so that you have a JavaScript console. And in there, you can then see what, you know, you can play around with this function by entering things like bartfarm.underscoreanimals0.species. So bartfarm is the name of the variable that holds my farm. Uh, it contains an array of animals, which is named underscore animals. The zeroth element is the first element, as, you know, computer scientists are weird. Um, and then on that element, we call dot species. And that will return, what is the zeroth animal uh, in my farm? I think it's a cow. Yes. Yes, it is. And if you were to change that zero to a one, you get a duck. Uh, two, you get a turkey. Three, you get a chicken. Okay. And then you know the function is working. So right. that's not terribly exciting, but there we go. So that was part one. So part two was editing the farm. Now, I gave you the farm, right? You, I never asked you to write the farm. Uh, the farm was handed to you on a plate so that this whole thing was doable. Uh, but now I'm asking you to make the farm better than it was when I gave it to you. So the part two is to add a function to the farm class called species inventory. Uh, and it's going to obviously make use of this dot species function we just wrote in the first part, because that gets us a species inventory is a list of how many cows does the farm have? How many pigs does the farm have? There are no pigs, but you know what I mean. So, obviously, being able to ask every animal, what are you, is the first step to having an inventory. So, hence, we're going to make use of part one and part two. Um, the function's a little bit longer, but it's not particularly complicated. So, in this case, we have to loop through that array underscore animals and ask each one what it is and then keep a tally of the answers. So, the easiest way, in my opinion, to keep a tally is with an empty object. So, you start with an empty object and you ask the first animal, what are you? And it'll say cow or whatever. So then you make an entry in your object with where the, the name is the species and the value is one. And then if you ever meet another cow, you just plus plus your cow entry in your little object. And if you meet a species you haven't met before, you create a new entry and you make it, give it the value one. And at the end, you'll have an entry for every animal you met and a count. I'm reading your code, and I don't know whether you want to say the code out loud, but it's completely different than mine. Um, I do conceptually what you say, but I did sure. it by saying, hey, are you a cow? Okay, if you're a cow, I'm going to do cow count plus plus. Are you a duck? Okay. 
You're not a cow? Okay, how about a duck? Are you a duck? Okay, you can duck count duck, plus plus. And then at the okay. end, I created the the array that had cow colon cow count, etc. Right, okay, so the end result is exactly the same object as me, but you've built it up. But basically, you've manually created the counters up front, checked each animal to see which counter it belongs to, and then aggregated them all together and handed back the result. Yeah, and I and I don't think that's wrong. I'm just curious why yours works because I so I want to understand it's it's okay, elegant. Well, we'll walk through we'll walk through mine in a moment, mm-hmm. but um, so philosophically, what's the difference in those two solutions? Nothing. Not nothing. Right. So in the case of this farm, there is no difference in how they work. Oh, but if you ever have a a gorilla on the farm, it isn't going to work. Right. Whereas my function is future proof. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the difference. Yeah. I don't see why it works, though. (laughs) Exactly. So now let's walk through it. Yeah. Okay. So why have I made it more complicated? Because through many years. This is more complicated. It's cleaner and leaner and, and elegant compared to mine. Mine is a whole trunk load of stuff. Right, but it's obviously more more dense is maybe the word I'm looking for then. Because while yes. it's less lines of code, it takes more headwork. Right. Okay, so let's step through it. So we start off with what will be our final answer, and it is a completely empty object. No names, no values. Completely empty. And then we loop over, so for const a of this dot underscore animals, because now that we know ES6, there's no more of this for int or for for let i equals zero nonsense. Mm -hmm. We can just say a of the array, thank goodness. So every time through the loop, a will be whatever animal is next in the array. So the first thing I do is I ask the animal for, for its species. So I say const s equals a dot species. So s now contains the species. So the first time through the loop, S will be cow. And then I say, have I seen any cows before? So if ants, square bracket S, close square bracket, so in other words, dear object, what do you currently have under the name cow? And the answer will be undefined, because it has never, it has not met anything, right? It's an empty object. So dot boogers, or sorry, square brackets boogers will be undefined, square brackets cow will be undefined, square brackets chicken will be undefined. They're all undefined, right? Because there is nothing in that object. Okay. So undefined, is that truthy or falsy? It's got to be falsy. It's falsy. So we jump straight to the else, which I have the comment, we've not met this species before. So start counting at one. So then we say, ants, open square bracket s, which in this case is cow, equals one. So now our object contains one name, cow, and one value. Where one. did it get cow? S. So const s equals a dot species. S is cow. Okay, but then you said s is one. Or no, the, what? no. The position that we were in, you're saying it was one. Right. So I'm saying that inside the answer object, the element named whatever s is gets the value 1. So inside the object, cow equals 1. Because S so is cow. So ants, ants square bracket S square bracket equals 1, or becomes 1, isn't changing ants S into 1. It's adding a 1 as a second uh, argument? Okay, ants, no. Uh, okay, so an object, you have... Oh, so ants is the whole object. And the object is a bunch of name-value pairs, yes? Uh, not yet. Where, okay, did it be- but, where did it and, become Okay, that? in the general sense... An array okay, is, so f- could be. 
an, okay, but an array is the same as an object, except all the keys are 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, and all the values are whatever you put into the array. So in this case, we are saying the element inside this object with whatever the, with the name of whatever the value of S is. So S is cow. So we are working on the element cow, and we're setting the element cow to be 1. So, so what, is that, object, what does that array look like right now? What does it say? Does okay, it say it's cow, array, it's comma, an object. 1? It's an object. So it says, so the it's got object square brackets. It's got to be an array. Not true. Objects use square brackets too for accessing them. Const ants equals squarely squarely. It is an object on line three. Okay, but, right? but arrays are objects, so that's, I'm being more specific. Arrays are objects, but objects are not arrays. Right. You're s- this one is not an array. This one is an object. Uh, this one is not an array. I have not made an array. Okay. I don't know what if, this means. I, I don't know. I don't understand ants S becomes one. Okay, I, so. It just doesn't right. say anything to me like that. An object is a collection of name value pairs or key value pairs. I'm not sure which you asked me to well, say. an object is all kinds of things. Lots of things and are they, objects. They are Everything all. Are objects. Some. Right. That, no, they are all objects are collections of name value pairs. That is a true statement. Some of those name value pairs represent a function. Some of those name value pairs represent an array. In the case of an array, the names are numbers and the values are whatever's in the array. So an array element zero is an object where the the name is zero and the value is whatever is the first thing in the array. The name is one, and the value is the second thing in the array. The name is two, the value is the next thing in the array. Okay. So, so how case, does ant square bracket s square bracket becomes one mean cow comma one? How does okay, that? Okay, so s is a variable. And it's cow. And the, the value, and the value of, of, of that cow. variable is cow. Yes. So what we are saying is the cow element inside ants becomes equal to one. So it becomes equal to, right? So, right, we so, are, there's, we are so there's, making no more it so. Cow. there's no more cow. Now we only have one. What do you mean there's no more? No, no, there is still a cow. No, you just, Ants no, it came equals one. one. No, no, it's a name value pair. The name is cow, the value is one. We have so assigned you, the value. So you said it becomes one, you're saying the value is one. It didn't change the, into one. Its value is one. I misunderstood. Yes, the name cow now associates with, maps to, mm-hmm. represents the value one. Okay. So if you were to write the current object, you would or open squarely bracket, cow colon one close squarely bracket is what you now have. Say that one more time. Open curly bracket, cow colon one close curly bracket. That is what that object now looks like. Wow. <laughs> I'm astonished, but okay. Okay, so we go through the loop again. So now A is whatever the second animal is in our farm. So A is now a duck. So we say const S equals A dot species. Well, the species is now duck. If there already is inside our object a thingy named duck, well, there isn't. We've never met any ducks before. The only thing in our object is a thingy named cow with the value one. So again, we jump to the else and we say, make the thing inside the object with the name duck equal to one. So now our object is cow colon one comma duck colon one. We increment again. Next animal. And we let's, keep let's going go to, around. We get another, we get another, uh, we get another duck. 
This time it Let's says say, uh, yeah, we so found th- it. Right. So then the if statement becomes true. Yeah, and then so you then just we plus, say plus, it. plus plus. Yeah. yeah. So by the end, we can return ants, and that object will have everything it needs to have. Okay. What you might want to do as an exercise for yourself, if you want to see this working, if between lines 16 and 17, you threw in a console.log, sorry, between 17 and 18, if you threw in a console.log ants, you could watch it. Yeah. And that would be, I think, that would be, ins- that would help you to visualize what it's doing. Yeah. I, I believe you. <laughs> I just, right, that's what I'm saying. So sticking a few... Couldn't, couldn't have thought that that would do anything like what you said. Not not even close. Not not in the furthest reaches of my imagination did I know that would do that. Which is disappointing. But Okay. So moving on to the part I... Th- so I thought I understood that part. Let's move on to the part I know I didn't understand. <laughs> okay, well, part remember, three. though, you, you did understand... It, well, or you were able to build the object. The fact that you built it differently to me, you built a, an object which had the correct names and the correct values. Yes. Mine's so an array. So don't be too hard on yourself. I thought it was an array. Maybe it isn't. Well, no, an ar- okay, an array is a special kind of object where all of the names are numbers. So in your case, the name is cow. The value is one. The name is duck. The value is one. In an array, the name is zero. The value is something. The name is one. The value is something. So an array is an object where the names are zero, one, two, three, four, five. In this case, the names are cow, duck, chick, and turkey. So yeah. it's not an array because they're not zero, one, two, three. They're cow, duck, chick, and turkey. Right? An array is a very, very special object where all of the names are numbers. Okay. I don't understand how come I don't know this, because it seems like fairly fundamental information that I don't know. Uh, and and okay, you have officially that's, said that's it. That's a reflection that on me. Oh. Okay, well, I, that, that's, okay. I'm, just, I'm taking notes here that what needs to be revised. So mm-hmm. I, I'm perfectly I'm happy. Okay. There is no way, like, there are always going to be things students don't understand. That's not a problem. It's, it's certain, just, but it, okay, it, great. It, now that I know, I can deal with it. Okay. All right. So now okay. that's the part I understood. <laughs> Let's go to the part okay. I didn't understand. So again, we can test our function by opening our little console window and typing bartfarm.speciesInventory and it will log it out to the console. And so you might click your plus cow button five or six times and watch the console change. And then you can be confident that you've written your species inventory correctly. So the next thing I ask you to do is to add an extra div into the farm. So and I told you that the it should have the class farm inventory, and I did also mention that um, there already were two divs called farm pasture and farm shed, so they would give you a clue as to what to do. Um, so what we do is inside the constructor for the farm, we say, so the first line of the constructor is to empty the container, so the container is going to have been passed into the constructor. So do, you, do to follow this through, do you, maybe we want to start inside the HTML file. Is that sensible? Oh, is that where the container? Well, that's what right. Is? So the, the constructor is going to be called, right? Yeah. So the, the so the container is going to become something at the point we say new farm. Until we say new farm, the container is a placeholder. It's a it's I don't a, really know what you the container me. is. <laughs> Right, exactly. So let's start by show page source. I'm going to do a show page source here, and then that way I can give you a line number. 
So where do we call our farm constructor? See, I gotta make sure I'm in your farm. Hang on. Okay, so it's in farm.js, not in the HTML file, and it's going to be inside the onload page handler, wherever I put that. I might have put that at the bottom. I can just open index.html in in an atom window here. But it's in farm.js. Oh, I thought you said we were opening. I thought we were opening. Yeah, I did, and then I looked at my own code and went, oh, no, it's not there. It's in the other one. Okay. (laughs) All right, I'm going to open that one in Code Runner because mine is over in this one. Okay. Line number 292, well, 291, let's say, is where the magic starts. Um, Farm.js is 276 lines long. So I can't go to 292. Uh, in my in the challenge solution? Yes. Or are you looking in your code? No, I'm looking at PBS49 that I just downloaded from you, and inside that is PBS48 challenge solution, and there's farm.js. Okay, from what Monday, is January lines differently? What 29th. app are you using? I'm using Code Runner. Okay, then I'll use Code Runner too. But Safari insists it's line number whatever I just said. But I'll open it in Code Runner. See what Code Runner thinks. So you're opening the JavaScript file in Safari? Yeah, well, yeah, the, the, the yeah. Uh, so uh, the developer console can let you view source on things. If you want me to talk you through how, uh, I'm almost down to it. Uh, I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I'm curious if you scroll to the very, very bottom of the file. I can't show JavaScript console on that file. In Safari. Okay, so in Bart Farm, that it, so when you're on the farm and you do a console, there's oh. a tab named Resources. Okay, okay, you told me to open the um, the JavaScript in there. Okay, right. That's what I'm trying. To, that's what okay. I'm talking you through doing in Safari. Okay, I just so you're on the web page, right? Uh-huh. You're looking, you're looking at the web page in Safari, and you uh-huh. have the developer tools open, and then there's tabs in the developer tools. The first one is Elements. The next one is Network. The third one is Resources. Mm-hmm. So if you go into the resources tab, you'll see that index.html is expandable. Yeah, and it shows farm.js. Yeah, so if you click on farm.js, you're now looking at the source code for farm.js. Okay. That is 304 lines long. Okay. But it's pretty. It, look, I can read it. Yeah. Okay, okay so, so line, where are we so now you have it there. Line, line 291 is where we're making our farm, right? We're saying Bart mm-hmm. farm equals new farm. Right. And then we're passing it one, two, three, four, five arguments. We're passing it dollar something we'll talk about in a moment. New cow, new duck, new turkey, new chicken. Okay. So if we relate that back to the constructor within um, within the farm, the constructor says dollar container is the name I shall give the first thing passed to me, comma, dot, 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 animals. So the first thing goes into dollar container, and then all the rest goes into an array named animals because it's a variadic argument. Okay, uh, I'm trying to keep up with you. So I, you've got dollar something, and then new cow, new duck, new ch- turkey, new chicken, mm-hmm. and now I'm supposed right. to be looking back over at uh, up at the so top back in the, the show container. Notes, so back in the show notes, under part three, the first code snippet is the constructor. Hmm. So that constructor is what you're calling when you say new farm, right? So when you say new farm, you're calling this piece of code. Ah, there it is. Okay, I see. So now I see in the constructor, we've got dollar container, comma, dot, 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 animals. So that's the variadic. uh, We don't know how many arguments there's going to be. Yeah. So in this case, it's going to be cow, duck, turkey, chicken. So the variadic is going to be a four element array. And the first one we are naming 
dollar container. The first value passed. The first value passed, we shall call dollar container. Okay. We don't know what it is. We just know that it will be the first thing passed. Okay. And by convention, we name it with a dollar to remind ourselves that what we want is a jQuery object. That is ah. a convention. Okay, so it is not yet a jQuery object. No. Okay. No, exactly. It's a naming convention to remind us when we're looking at our own code what we expect to be there. Okay. So the first thing we do is we store what we were passed. We say this dot underscore dollar container equals dollar container dot empty. So I'm actually doing two things at once there. I am saying whatever they gave me, empty it, and then store it into this variable dollar container. Okay. So if we look back at the Wait, code stored from the page in itself, underscore dollar container. Correct. Sorry. Okay. So if, so if you look at the actual call to new farm, it's dollar open parens single quote pound sign the underscore farm single quote close parens. Mm -hmm. So that is a call to jQuery. And the argument we are giving it is a CSS selector, ah. pound the underscore farm. Right. So what does that mean? Pound. Do we remember? That's, well, it's a CSS selector, like you just said. It's a, right. it's, a so pound, div, it's an ID. An ID. A div ID. So we're looking for the thing in the page with the ID, the underscore farm. So okay. in inside index.html, if you do a command F for ID equals, quote, the, you should find it. It's in that page somewhere. Okay. And in fact, it is on line 40. Div ID equals the farm. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's everything connecting together, right? So the HTML is there. The JavaScript says, go fetch me a jQuery object to represent whatever has the ID, the farm, and then hand it over to this constructor. And the constructor is what we're looking at in the show notes. Okay. Okay, so that's how everything's arrived where we are. I'm hoping that's helpful. It is helpful. At this instant in time, I understand it. <laughs> Brilliant. It doesn't okay. feel real sticky, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay. with you. So we're now working on that div we were handed, and we're saying, I want to append to it something. So ah, what's the something? Okay. Another the div. something is, is, right, but this time we're saying dollar, so we're calling jQuery. So dollar open parens is called jQuery, right? So mm -hmm. open parens is your expelliarmus. We're saying jQuery do something. And this time we're not handing in a CSS selector. We're giving it an HTML tag. So when you hand it a CSS selector, it goes and gets something for you. When you give it an HTML tag, it makes something for you. Mm. In this case, it makes a div. And that div is in limbo, I think is the word I used to describe it when we did this first. So that div exists, but it's not part of any web page. It just exists in a parallel universe, right? It's floating in an alternate dimension. It's in, it's in the TARDIS. I don't know how you want to think of it, but it's not on the page yet. And then we're saying to that div, add class farm underscore pasture. So we now have a whole new div. We've given it the class farm pasture, and that is the only argument to append, which is being called on container. So what is that is saying is make me a new div, give it the class farm pasture, and put it inside dollar container, which is the farm. I just realized something. Add class is not the kind of class we're talking about when we say class farm, is it? That's no, the CSS, CSS type. type. Okay. Pound. Yeah, so think of that as pound farm underscore pasture. Yeah. And the next one is pound farm underscore shed. And then the bit of the bit for the homework was dollar container dot append dollar div dot add class farm underscore infantry. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it started as an empty div with the ID the farm, and now it's an it's a div with three divs inside it. Farm pasture, farm shed, and farm infantry. Okay. And I've been saying pound farm pasture, but it's a class, so it's actually dot. So that's my bad. I'm sorry. Pound is ID, dot is class. And actually, that's a really good point. So the word class means one thing in CSS land and a whole other thing in JavaScript land. And jQuery is in both lands. <laughs> so in jQuery, that gets confusing. Yeah. Same word, two different meanings. Yeah. Universes collide. Not good. So that's all we've done there up to line six. So line six was the addition. The next thing the constructor does is it makes an empty array of animals. This dot underscore animals equals open square bracket, close square bracket. So that is an empty array. Then we say for const a of animals, this dot add animal a. So add animal is a function that uh, shows the animal into the form. Mm -hmm. And then we start our timeout for making all the milk and the eggs. We've done all that before. Which we talked about last time. Right. So the only thing I was asking you to do there was to add in that extra div, but that's something I haven't asked you to do in a very long time. Yeah, like, so I yeah, was able to it. copy and paste that line and type in a different word inside the green quotes. <laughs> that's the level hmm. that I understood it when I did it. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay, so I'm hoping it's, it, it makes more sense now. It's better. Yeah. It's better. Practice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Why? So part four. Why did we part- do that? Because we want to show to the to the viewers of our farm, we want to be able to print on the page. So right now, the only way I was able to use my get infantry function was from the console, which is great for us nerds, but that's no good to someone viewing the farm as a web page, right? Right. Well, you didn't tell us to ever put anything in that div. No, that's part five. That's part four. Part three, make the div. Part four, show the infantry. No... You didn't say to make it show up on screen. You said just... I tried to say that. I may not have succeeded in saying that. That's what I was attempting to ask. Nope. I was console.logging all over it. Update the farm classes at animal function. So it writes a current inventory to the farm's inventory. So I made it add the animals to the the inventory you just added in part three okay or Uh, or to show it on screen or something like that because it uh, i didn't do anything with it and i went wow that was fun that was an easy step i copy paste okay sorry i i I, okay i assumed the farm inventory would mean the div you just made that's a bad assumption on my part apologies yeah i assumed you meant this species inventory that we had created so my species inventory is got it's all happy it's getting them, but it's not doing anything with them. It's not putting them on the div. Okay, so that was the reason I asked you to make the div. Okay, sorry, I'll, I'll try to be more careful wording my <laughs> challenges. Okay. Um, so the point of part four was to actually put the other parts we've just made together to actually put something on the screen. So that was supposed to be the everything comes together moment. Yeah, let me see how that's done, because that sounds fun. It sounds more okay. fun than just copy and pasting. Okay, where do we do that? So the add animal function inside the farm class is where we want to do it. Because every time you add a new animal, the infantry quite obviously changes, right? And that's the only time it changes. The number of cows you have only changes if you add another cow. So add animal is the place where it always happens. So the existing add animal function, before we made any changes, simply said, you know, first thing, store the animal. This dot underscore animals dot push a, which is the name we gave the argument. 
So that just shoves the animal into the back of the array. I don't need to know how long the array is. Push just shoves it in the back. So there we go. Our new cow or whatever it was has just been shoved into the array. The next thing we have to do is we have to actually put the HTML representing that animal into the actual web page. So our animal class contains a function I wrote for you called $DOM, which builds the HTML. You can look at it if you like, but it's horrible because all it's doing is a whole bunch of that jQuery stuff where we make a span and then we give it some properties and then we make another span and we put the span inside the span and then we put the emoji inside the span inside the span. It's just like that div stuff we were doing, but... Wait a minute, dollar $DOM is something you built? That doesn't mean document object model? Okay, A... So, okay, so we have something dot something. A is an animal, dot dollar dom means dollar dom is a function that is an instance function of the class animal. So if you go, if you open form.js and look at the animal class, you will see function dollar dom. I will give you a line number in a moment. Uh, Animal constructor... Dollar dumb. I'm going to search for this, it. nine matches. No, I thought dollar dumb was the magical document object model. Dollar dumb. Here it is. Yeah. So dollar dumb is line 161 of the farm when viewed in Code Runner. Oh, I'm I'm over. <laughs> I switch over to Sorry. Safari. So now it's at 169 in Safari. Dollar dumb. Return this. Dollar dumb. So that okay, isn't so the that document. doesn't tell you very much. So you, so you need to scroll up a little. So where does this underscore dollar dom come into being? The answer is inside the constructor it's built. And so basic... Okay, hang on. I've got to go to Safari to give you line So numbers. this... this I see it. 118, I think. This dot underscore dollar dom equals dollar div dot CSS. What line number did you say? I said 118. Start with the one, outer div. 118. Yeah, so from line 118... All the way to line 166 is me building up HTML one tag at a time using jQuery. So at the end of it, this dollar $DOM gets lots of stuff appended to it. So let me ask a third time. Dollar $DOM doesn't have anything to do with the document object model. You just use the exact same acronym to mean something else. It is the DOM representation of the animal, which is why I named it that. What do you mean by DOM representation? All of the HTML tags that make a cow. All of the HTML tags that make a, pi- that make a chicken. But right. why would you call it DOM? That just seems really confusing. It... Because if I called it HTML, it would be really confusing too. Um, why would you I... want to call Because it... I built the DOM objects to represent the, uh, the cow. That is the do- they are the DOM objects that represent the cow. So they are the cow's DOM. What do you mean by DOM objects? Document object model. So every HTML tag stands for. is an object. Right. Every HTML tag is an object. The cow on the page is a collection of those objects. So the cow has a DOM. The page's DOM consists of the DOM for the header, the DOM for the paragraph, and the DOM for the animals. So the cow has its own DOM. It's a subset of the page's DOM. So that hence the naming convention. I don't know it, what that means. Well, I thought okay, the DOM so when you're was, looking... was a like a theoretical sort of this is the thing that holds everything is the do- document object model. Not that okay. every little thing on the page has a DOM. Every little bit on the page has objects that are part that are part of the DOM of the whole page. Yes. So that means that when you're looking at the cow, it has 
a subset of the pages DOM is the cows DOM. So that cow is made up of an outer div. So that doesn't outer... follow to me at all, by the way. If the, 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 the whole page has a DOM makes sense to me. I understand that. It is, that is how it is built. But having okay. a subset of the DOM does not make sense to me. That, that, okay, I, so the page as a whole is a Lego, is a town made of Lego. And each Lego piece is an HTML tag. Together, they are the DOM of the page. In your town, you have a house, which is made up of 10 Lego pieces. Those 10 Lego pieces are the DOM of the house. They are also part of the DOM of the street, and they're part of the DOM of the whole city. The DOM is just a collection of objects. So you could have called this anything. You could have called this I could have squid. called this anything. This could have been called dollar squid. It could have. And it wouldn't change the functionality at all. Correct. Dollar boogers, okay. let's say. I'm trying to move us on from boogers. <laughs> Moving on to squid. Oh, now. okay. So squid are the new. Yeah, squid are the new boogers. Squirtle. <laughs> I would, let's move to squirtle. I like squirtle as a okay. word. It's got a Q in it. It makes it funny. <laughs> so does squid. No mind. <laughs> okay, that's funny right there. Okay. And it's a K that's funny actually, according to theory. So <laughs> that whole anecdote was pointless. Uh, <laughs> where were we? Ah. Uh... Trying to understand what you're Dollar doing here. Dumb. Okay, so we've got this now. Now that I know what you're talking about, what were we okay. doing? Pa- okay, so back to the show notes, part four, first code snippet. Line six. Okay. Line six. Okay. So A is our animal that we're adding. We call its dollar dom function, which is just going to return to us whatever is inside that animal's this dot underscore dollar dom variable, which is a jQuery object representing all the HTML tags that make up the cow. I, I don't. We're not in the first code snippet. Which are we in part four now? Part part four. Yes, the first yes, code snippet you. of part four. Got it. Sorry, okay, that's so what, no, that's what no, I tried to say. What line are you talking about? Line six is where we where we were last. <laughs> we went off the rails. Okay. No, we didn't go off the rails. We we dug into what Line 6 is doing, and it's doing okay. a lot. So now, start over. A, that's this first animal. So A is the animal we've been asked to add, right? The function is add animal, and yeah. the, we've named the argument A. So whatever animal we were handed to add mm-hmm. is now named A. Got you. So we shoved it into our array of animals, but mm-hmm. now it only exists in the array of animals. It doesn't exist on the page yet. Okay. So we then say to A, give me all of your HTML tags as a jQuery object. So A.$DOM says, give me your jQuery. And then we're saying dot data animal object, comma A. So data means we want to add a data attribute into this HTML tag with the name animal obj and the value A. So we're telling the HTML tag, you represent this JavaScript object, which is the animal A. It's not particularly important. So if that makes your head explode, Feel free to ignore line six. The really, okay. really important line is line seven. Okay. So line seven is dollar open parens. So we are saying jQuery expelliarmus, jQuery do something. Mm-hmm. So what is what arguments have we given jQuery? So the first argument to jQuery is a string that is a CSS selector. So we're saying to jQuery, go fetch something. Right. Dot farm underscore pasture. So dot is the special CSS word for class okay so pound or or hash or octothorpe means id dot mm-hmm. means class. class right so we want something with class equals farm pasture but we've passed a second argument to jquery this dot underscore dollar container so the second argument do you remember what its function in life is 
Now, if it's not there, what does jQuery do? I, I don't know what jQuery does either way here. I, I, okay, so jQuery, when you tell it a CSS, it searches the entire page for whatever you've asked it to look for. Okay. If you give it a second argument, you limit the search. So we're saying search inside my my animal. Sorry, inside... Farm pasture. Inside the farm pasture. Sorry, no. Let me say all that again slowly. Add animal belongs to the class farm. So the container here is the container for the whole farm. It's saying, I would like whatever it is has the class farm pasture that is inside my farm. And then I want to append to that pasture a dot dollar dom. In other words, I want to stick the HTML tags for the animal into the pasture, which is why whenever you, so because I used append, whenever you click new animal, they always appear at the end. Mm-hmm. Sure, you can if I had used prepend, really mess, mess with it. <laughs> it would make your head explode because then the new duck would go at the front instead of the back. But what we're doing here is we're saying, get me the div with the class farm pasture inside our farm and shove the animal into it. So this dot underscore dollar container is farm? Is, uh, we've, we, we traced it down earlier. It was uh, the farm, wasn't it? Remember the constructors, yeah, so the constructor stored the first argument that was passed into a variable called dollar underscore dollar container. And we checked it back and it was the div ID equals the farm. So dollar underscore container is the farm. Okay. Couldn't, so I, what I we've done there you, is, but I don't, I couldn't do it if you held the gun in my head. So it's in there. Okay. 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 We're we're dredging up stuff from probably six months ago, which is a long way to dredge. Yeah, but I, is, we never. Which is why I'm doing it, right? But we never wrote we this ourselves and made this happen. Uh, I'm ninety nine point nine nine percent sure we did when we built our clock and when we put the little icons after links and stuff. That was all this dollar append, this append stuff. Well, I remember dot append, but calling dollar dumb, I don't think we've done before. We didn't name it dumb, but it's just a name, so it could be buggers. So okay, anyway, the new part. So this That was all existing, right? That's code I wrote. Mm-hmm. That wasn't part of the assignment. So the assignment was to say, as well as adding the animal into the pasture, write out the current inventory. So the first thing I do is I get, I need to get a jQuery object that represents that div we built in step three. So again, we say const $inventory equals $OpenParens. So jQuery Expelliarmus. The first argument is the string dot farm underscore inventory. So we are looking for whatever it is has the class farm inventory. Well, we know what it is because we just made it in step three. It's a div. Mm-hmm. And we're looking inside our container. Right. So the second argument is where we're looking. Right. And then I've, on the end of it, I just stick a dot empty. So we're saying, get me the current inventory and wipe it out. Empty it. Oh, that's the piece so, Dorothy was trying to figure out because she said, I'm pretty sure I don't empty my inventory and I don't, and she wanted to know where to do it. So this is the part she was thinking about. Yes. Okay. Because we, it, there's no point in writing a new one, appending it, because then that would be really confusing, right? Every time you add a cow, it says you have one cow and you have two cows. Yeah. So we empty it. So we now know we have a completely empty div. So I then make a new variable, const $UL equals dollar open parens so we're saying go jquery and this time the You're argument giving is not it a t- html tag so it's going to make one yes so we are now making a ul and it is 
in the it is in limbo. It doesn't it's not on the page, it just exists in hyperspace. Okay. Then we're saying const inventory equals this dot species inventory. So we're calling the function we wrote previously. And so inventory is now the object that contains cow colon one, duck colon two, whatever. It's now called okay. inventory. So then we loop through. We say for const s of object.keys of the inventory dot sort, because I want it alphabetic, because I'm just a stickler for details. So what are we doing here? Do you remember what object.keys does? Mm, I assume it gets the keys. <laughs> right. Okay. So the keys in this case are the names of the animals. Mm-hmm. So cow colon one, duck colon two, the key is cow, the value is two. The key is duck, the value is two. So object.keys gives you cow duck. Yes? Wait, what? Cow duck? Yes. It only gives you the keys. So if our object contains cow so colon name value one, pairs, which one's the key, the name, or the value? The key is the name, which is why I was calling them that, but you asked me to call them names. So I have But you called them keys. Well, JavaScript calls them object.keys, right? I didn't make up that word. That's so part keys of the is the is the is the first so that's position zero. Position one, position two. No, because the inventory is not an array. The inventory is not an array. The inventory is a collection of name value pairs. So it's all the names. Okay. So it's cow colon one, duck colon seven. I don't know how many. Okay, so yet. it's just so it's just cow colon so it's, this is just gonna give us cow, duck, chicken, turkey. Yeah, and because I called dot sort on it, it uh-huh. gives me cow, duck. No, so chicken comes before duck. Cow, chicken, you know duck, what turkey, right? Yeah, turkey's last. Cow is okay. first. No, chicken is first. Anyway, it gives me them alphabetically. So S is going to be a species each time we go through this loop. And okay. we're going to go through an alphabetic order because I'm a stickler for detail. So then on line 14, I say const $li equals dollar open parens, the string, angle bracket, li, angle bracket. In other words, make me, it doesn't exist anywhere yet, but make me a list item. Mm-hmm. Then I say $li.append, make me a strong tag, and make its text be the string name of species colon. So we're using the little backticks, our little template right. strings. And we're saying, give me S, which is the species, and then give me a colon. Mm-hmm. I sound like a cheerleader now. <laughs> uh, give me an S. Give me a colon. Okay. Then we're appending again, space, again, it's a template string, space, inventory S. So inventory is our collection of name value pairs, and S is now cow or duck or whatever, so we want the value this time. So we're saying cow colon, and then whatever the value for cow is. Yeah. Then we're saying $ul.append.li. So we've made a list item which contains a strong tag, and we're now shoved all of that into the UL, which is still sitting out in no man's land. So when we finish that loop, that UL is going to contain a bunch of LIs. So on line 19, we finally go back to our original div and say .append the whole UL. So how... How come you never have to close these tags? You're opening them and you're not closing any of them. Okay, because jQuery is actually writing the tag. So jQuery does the closing for us. right? We're just saying to jQuery, make me an li. And jQuery so when you knows. T- so when you tell jQuery, when you say dollar to invoke jQuery and you say uh, parentheses, quote, 
angle bracket LA angle bracket un- unquote close parentheses. It says, oh, he wants a closing and opening tag. See what it's actually. So the tags yes or no. are a way yes of or no. telling the browser. Effectively, yes. Okay. 99% yes. But if I said yes outright, I would get an email from. Well, you could say Jill. yes and let me elaborate just so I get to the answer before I lose my question. <laughs> That's what I'm looking Sorry, for. Because a lot of times you start explaining, but I don't know what the answer to my question was, so I don't know if I was right or totally wrong. Gotcha. Okay. So yes, yes, but so in theory, right? So the open tag, closing tag, that's that's HTML. That HTML gets translated by the browser into a DOM object. jQuery just goes straight to the DOM object. Okay, but you Point never is, told it, it to exactly, close it. But it builds it builds it as if you had written HTML that closed it. The end result is identical to you typing in an HTML document, open and close, or jQuery doing it for you. So jQuery is okay. taking care of it. I okay. Yes. So why, do, leave it <laughs> so why do we append $UL again at the end? Is that closing the UL No, no, tag? we didn't append $UL before. We appended $LI into UL. So each list item got stuck into the list, and at the very last thing we do is we take the whole list and append it into our document. Into right? your inventory. The inventory. The inventory, which is a div inside the form, which is a div inside the document. Yeah. Okay. Huh. It's very piece by piece, right? There's, this is not high level. This is really low level. Give me an HTML tag. Make it have this class. Make it have this text. Append this HTML tag to this HTML tag. Then append this HTML tag to this HTML tag. It's extremely small, low level stuff we're doing here. Yeah. And it's very much like building with Lego, right? Give me but a This UL. is part of what I wanted to learn to do, and I never, I don't, never knew how to do this. So I, I don't think you taught us this. I know we do. I have the evidence. It's in the show notes. We, we did this to build our clock. We did this to build, uh, what else did we build before? Um, were we building the clock back the best when example. the clock was done, though? Were we actually doing it, or were you telling? We were half and half, right? We were challenging bits of it. Hmm. Okay. So I was starting it, and you were finishing it. So part five was to just add a static function. And this is kind of a contrived example for the reason that I wanted you to do a static function. So the static function is to be called isAnimal, and it was to be added to the animal class. And it was to return true if whatever object was passed as an argument is an animal of any kind, and false if it is not. And I actually told you that um, the JavaScript operator instance of is aware of inheritance. And that's really important here. Because a duck extends an egg layer, extends an animal. So a duck is an animal. So if we just checked, you know, dear duck, what's the name of your constructor? It would say duck. So if we said is duck animal, the answer would be false. But that's not actually what we want. We want want our answer to be aware of the fact that a duck is an egg layer is... An animal, yes? Right, right. So that's where we're using instance of, because instance of is aware of these things. So if you say duck quack equals new duck, and then you say duck instance of duck, sorry, quack instance of duck, you'll get true. If you say quack instance of egg layer, you'll get true. And if you say quack instance of animal, you'll get true. If you say quack instance of array, you'll get false. If you say quack instance of date, you'll get false. If you say quack yeah. instance of string, you'll get false. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. 
So hence this entire function becomes static is animal a return a instance of animal question mark true colon false. I did it slightly differently. Um, I just said if a instance of animal return true. Else return false? Mm, No. Probably should have thrown that in there. You would have gotten, okay, so what you have will work. Because if you don't return anything, what's returned? False. No, undefined. Undefined? Okay. And undefined happens to be false C. Mm-hmm. So it will that. evaluate to false, but it's not explicitly false. So I, I'd say that's like, you know, I'll, I'll give you a B for that. I lose a whole, a whole letter know, grade this... for that one line. Bart, I didn't even understand 30% of this from what I understand now. I'm going to get an F by the time you're done. Well, no. It's a one-line function. How do, how do you grade a part mark on a one-line well, function? Well, you, you, it's like misspelling your own name is where I'd put that one down. Okay, but I think I said to return false in the question. I think I was explicit about that. All right. I think. If I wasn't, then you get full marks. If it's my fault for not being clear, you get full marks. At a static function named is animal to the animal class, function take one argument, return true if the object passed as an instance of the class animal or any subclass of that class. You do not tell us to return false. Ha ha. Okay, then you get full marks. <laughs> okay, no, that's it's my bad. Yeah, okay. 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, again, we can use the console to test our function. So we say, because it's a static function, you call it with the name of the class to the left. So animal that is animal, bart underscore form dot animals zero should return true. Animal that is animal, the string boogers should return false. Mm-hmm. And it does. So part six is very similar, another static function. This time we take two arguments. The function is named our same species. If they're both the same species, return true, otherwise return false. Um, so I did it as if not animal that is animal A1 and animal that is animal A2 return false. If either of them are not even an animal at all, they can't possibly be the same species. Does that seem like a fair statement? Mine is identical to yours, so absolutely must be right. (laughs) And at that point, we know we're comparing species, so we can say a1.species triple equals a2.species, and then we can return true or false depending on the outcome of that comparison. And I did that. I did it slightly differently. I didn't do the ternary operator, but I basically just said, if they're uh, identically equal, return true, else return false. There you go. Perfect. Okay. So that's, that's that. So we are now recording for quite some time, aren't we? Yeah, we haven't started uh, any new stuff Well, or revision. You, okay, you have a choice. So either we spend, and it's going to be at least half an hour, mm-hmm. or we call it a day here, give you no homework, and we reconvene maybe next week even, since I've all the show notes written. Oh, and I don't have a guest yet for next week. That so we can work. do that, and then we can actually spend time And it'll also give me time to prepare a few other little things. Because now that I know that there's two things that need to be practiced, I can also prepare a little bit of extra practice. Oh. Practice for the next next week, you mean? As in I can use the next week to add to these show notes a little bit of revision on objects again. So this whole concept of the square bracket operator. Uh And a little bit more practice with jQuery. That would be good. So there are no two homework things that this came week. Up. Woohoo! No homework this week, assuming we reconvene in one week time instead of in two. 
Okay, and this, by the way, is going to wreak havoc on our schedule, but we'll figure that out later. <laughs> well, you can stick it in as an extra and go back on schedule the week after, because I have all the show notes written. Oh, okay. All right. That sounds so like fun. Keep our schedule. All right. Well, change everything we just said was going to happen. So this will be episode 49A. Yeah, let's do it that way. Yeah, we'll call it A, and then we can call it B next week. Because then you don't have to make another uh, set of notes. So we'll call it 49A. Excellent. That's perfect. So you have saved me a bit of effort there. Great. I can just hit publish. All right. Cool. Well, um, now I'm not as frantic. This was uh, this was interesting. I uh, I felt better about my homework before I started than after we went through this. But uh, I. Uh, no, it's my fault. Um, uh, if I if I'm not clear in asking the question, it's not really your fault. You didn't understand. Well, but there's a lot of stuff I didn't understand in there to do. So, but that's okay. Okay, but I they learned. are called challenges, not home runs. <laughs> <laughs> not gimmies, right? They're called challenges. Yeah. Well, I think I think I'm going to give myself a B minus. That sounds like a very good mark to me. I I don't disagree at all. <laughs> all right, Bart. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll be talking to you next week then. Indeed. And until that short little time later. Oh wait, not stay patched. What's, oh, happy computing. That's the one. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. This show is not supported by ads, it's supported by you. If you learn from the show, or even if you're just merely entertained by the shows, please consider supporting the show. If you go to podfeet.com, there's a big red button in the top banner that says, Support the Show. If you click it, that will reveal to you several ways to contribute. You can pledge a monthly amount using Patreon. You can use the Amazon affiliate link for your country. You can make a one-time donation using PayPal. Or you can record a listener review, which is an awesome way to contribute. You can always chat directly with me via Twitter at Podfeet or email me at allison at podfeet.com. You can join the conversation in Facebook by going to podfeet.com slash Facebook or on Google Plus at podfeet.com slash Google Plus. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.